In this life solving podcast, Aska Parentry answers questions from everyone seeking pragmatic and effective solutions regarding emotional and energetic challenges, holistic health, and the inner journey. because of some emergency in the next house where they are cutting the electricity or they have some electrical problems so we <coughs> have maybe just about an hour so <coughs> we take first of all the time for any questions from those who are participating from here or participating from elsewhere Do you have any question? Questions can be asked over Spotify or can be sent as voice message over the podcast webpage. Yeah. We just had a walk in the Black Forest today. And then I remembered a story from a friend. He was at the time going from USA to Hawaii. And met a friend there who was grown up there. He was born there. And then he asked him, what is your greatest dream? What do you want to live? And he said, my greatest dream would be to live in the Black Forest in a kind of blockhouse. So for us, Hawaii may be some dream which we have. And from the other part, uh, end of the world, it's just different, but the same thing somehow. Yeah, that is what is making it very important for us to bring attention to the nature because our dreams are very much connected with what we have heard, what we have been getting into as part of our conditioning with fears, dikes. So, Everybody gets into different kind of unique personality, unique dreams, unique concepts about life. And it is beautiful that it is like that. The only thing which makes it significant for a human being is that it becomes more conscious to us that whatever dreams we attain whatever we can have wherever we reach in this world everything is a passing phenomenon in our normal way of going we are almost like in a intoxication we made to believe that for so and so have this you will be happy when you achieve this then you are somebody and in many ways these dreams are created these dreams are provoked on one side it is fine because uh, that is how every child gets rooted 
the game of the dwelling, the way of the world. But what is missing and what was originally the sense behind the religious teachings was to make people aware that even though it can be all so beautiful, everything can be so fine, everything can be so fantastic, still, this body is born and it will die. Everything is going on changing. This personality is forming itself again and again in new orientations, with new developments. And it will also disappear one day, because you cannot hold to anything. This is a very uncomfortable fact, which, when not rightly understood, people try to suppress. That is what has been happening. Modern civilization has been very much one-sided and has been suppressing the fact of the transitoriness of the whole life process. And when it becomes clear to someone that however beautiful, however fascinating, I cannot settle completely into it and believe it will be there forever and ever like that. Because that is where the whole disappointment, the pain, the suffering will come. The stronger the clinging to our idea of the reality, the more pain, the more suffering. So it is very important for us as human beings to have both the support to be in the playful, illusory project of the game of the world, and also the support to become aware that it is like a game. You gain nothing. In the end, like everyone, come with nothing, you go with That is why in the ascetic tradition they have a very playful way of indicating it about life. That between two eternities a drink became handy. Before one enters into the body and enters into the game of the reality, we are not in any identification, we are not in any definition. And then we get into an identity, an idea of one being so and so, through identifying with the body, through identifying with the concepts and beliefs, pride and prejudices which are in our surroundings. Some take it more, some take it less, some react to it, but they all have the influence. And the child is almost like a foam which is absorbing all what is given to it, because the child needs something for survival, a sponge, not a foam, sponge, it's understood. But 
the child has also to be supported to understand that even though it is also beautiful, we are aware of it. It is a passing, changing phenomenon. And latest, when the death comes, one has to leave everything. There is no creator who is creating a hell for us. There is nobody else who is interested in creating suffering for us, in the deeper sense. But in our misunderstanding about the nature of the reality, and attempting to cling, to hold, to identify with the idea of who we are, what we are. We create the basis for suffering. We create the basis for our hell. Because the suffering is created through our misunderstanding. It becomes conscious to us. Everything is a transitory process, everything is in flux, everything is moving and changing. And even the scientists are now aware of the fact that there is no so-called absolutely solid substance, because that is also energy, it is also moving, it is also a play of electrons and protons and neutrons. <coughs> so, Without considering very consciously the nature of our reality, we get into all kinds of misunderstandings. And that is also what we see in the world as entanglement in the ego. That means people who are not aware of the nature of the reality are taking themselves too seriously and believing that they can have power, they can have control, they can destroy what they want, they can change things and force things according to them, they get into very unconscious, one-sided, destructive processes from which they themselves will suffer sooner or later. So it is not coming from understanding, it is coming from misunderstanding about the nature of the reality. That is why I often touch this aspect that there is no absolutely bad people. Just like the play of light and darkness, there is the play of good and the bad. And just like in the case of light and darkness, darkness is only indicating the absence of light. Because the moment you bring in light, darkness does not say, Oh, I am here earlier than you. It is my place. It has no identity, it has nothing. It's just indicating that there is no light. And so it is also with people who are trapped in all kind of one-sided concepts and are especially become power-oriented. 
try to use force, aggression, control, intimidation, hate, revenge. That's what you can see in the world, all the conflicts are coming from different kind of prejudices, different kind of pride, different kind of fears which are working undercurrently in these people. And then they want to control, they want to force their way without realizing that the reality is much deeper. And that is why the most important aspect for a human being is to become aware of the deeper nature of the reality, because deeper nature of the reality means you come directly, experientially understand the interconnectedness of all life, the undividedness of the deeper reality. Apparently, when we see only the form, when we are labeling things, we all say, this is so-and-so, this is this, this is that. But when, from your deeper insight, deeper penetration into the nature of the reality, it becomes transparent to you that even though there is all this diversity, we are part of one reality. We arise from the same source and we are here because life is enabling it. So understanding the deeper, of, deeper nature of the reality is very, very significant. In fact, the idea of religiousness and the word religion indicates this, that that's like what reunites, re And it is very important because without this deeper understanding, we are like in the intoxicated, intoxicated state. We believe that I am so and so, this has to be like this. And we are so preoccupied. And this is, when we are so preoccupied, we have no energy for anybody else to understand anybody else. We automatically interpret and decide and react blindly. You have energy for compassion, for love, to consider the other. Only when you are now so filled with your own judgments and your own beliefs, your own concepts, you have a distance. When your energy is not trapped in any kind of negativity, then there is no cloud between you and the reality. And then you start seeing each other more directly, more deeply. This is very, very important. Religiousness is not some rituals and uh, beliefs and settlement in some kind of new identity. As the Chinese mystic Lao Tse has been indicating. When people were in tune with nature, there were no religions. Because people were religious without religion. 
This is very, very important. Tune with nature. Becoming aware of the reality where everything and everyone is interconnected. Now, we are in a period where this becomes the most decisive factor for the individual and global survival. Because through the misunderstanding, we are in the brink of destroying everything. In so many ways, we are into participating directly or indirectly in the destructive process. And that is what we have to understand. Because we think that only when people are going into war and people are just doing something against the ecological factors and people are going with too much pride, then we say that, oh, this is all egoism, this is all unhealthy. But we have to understand that unhealthiness is more deeply rooted in each of us because we have each of us the potential for bringing the best, the flowering of love and compassion in us. But we have also the potential to get trapped in a one-sided view of things and join hands with people who are equally trapped and fight against each other into extremism, into hate, into seeking power, into violence, into punishment, into condemnation. This is misunderstanding. Recently I came across a very beautiful statement from Supposed to In any case, it's a very insightful statement. We don't need power unless you want to destroy something. For everything else, love is enough. It's it's a valuable hint, it's a valuable insight. Because it's saying the power is trying to force, whether you are trying to force yourself to change or forcing somebody else to change, it is the same misunderstanding. Many people are caught in this inner conflict, wanting to change themselves, wanting to make themselves so-called good. The intention is good. But we need to understand the nature of the reality. You cannot just go on fighting with yourself and become clear and free. That is why I insist that attempt to face the reality not in a forcing, fighting, aggressive way, but more with a sympathetic, wakeful, non-judgmental considerations. The judgments may go on automatically in you because it is there as a part, a part of the program, but you don't need to identify with it. You can look at it. 
And for that, it is also valuable when you become alert about the fact that your judgments are based on your conditioning. So this indication which J. Krishnamurti was bringing about the human conditioning is very, very important. Unless you become aware of the conditioned mind and gain the inner distance to it, you are trapped in it. You are unconsciously following it. You are being robot-like. You are letting yourself remain on the level of an animal, which for a human being is a limitation. For an animal, it has its natural process and it doesn't go into the extremes because it orients to its capacities. So every animal is beautiful in its natural process. But the human being can get trapped in ambitions, in seeking control, in wanting to accumulate wealth and power, and can go into manipulation, misuse all kinds of scientific and deeper knowledge. So, what is important? The important thing is to be consciously oriented to the goodness, to orient it to what is loving, what is compassionate. That is how one can start. And let me bring this also into your notice that you are negative only because you are not yet present enough, wakeful enough to understand the way your energy is manifesting and what it does to you and to the others. Anybody who is wakefully, consciously, alertly going in life will not let their energy get trapped in negativity. It's not coming from your intelligence. Let me put more directly like this. Anger comes. But to indulge in anger, to indulge in negativity, to indulge in hate is part of that misunderstanding. Anger comes as a reaction. You have to look what is in the situation and what way you can use your energy to answer to the challenge, to the conflict, to the situation in a healthy way that it is intelligent. You have to consciously begin to use your intelligence. And if you are not oriented to consciously use your intelligence, you are getting more and more trapped in this robot-like state. That is very destructive. For a human being, this is the real trap. The artificial intelligence and the robots in the world, which are in the outer world, are a problem, but the real and the deeper problem is our own inner entanglement in the robot-like reaction process in us. And this nobody else can do about it for you. Nobody else can bring the right understanding 
unless you start questioning, unless you start confronting, confronting the so-called good and the so-called bad in you, confronting the most beautiful and the most horrible aspect what you find in yourself. Don't choose one against the other. Watch both so that you become aware of what is all behind it. Because if you start taking sides and going into fighting, you are already lost. It's as if one hand is fighting against the other hand. There is no winner and loser. That deeper sense. You lose. Because misunderstanding is as if these two are separate. But when you bring your understanding, when you consider, when you consciously reconsider, I used last time this word, conscious reconsideration, as the core issue for human, human beings, and core in the sense of conscious reconsideration, you have to playfully bring in an honest, courageous, deeper inquiry beyond finding explanations with the logic and rationality. And that is the other aspect which you need to bring attention to. The logical, rational mind, which we are used to using and identifying to figure out everything. We have to question, what is it possible? What is its reality? What is the nature of my judgment? And what is the basis of it? Is it capable to really understand? It's a very significant basis to begin the questioning, become aware of the conditioned mind, become aware of the logical, rational conclusions which you bring in and see that this logical, rational approach which we use in the game of the world is a relative process. It has its relevance in the functional process of the world but to understand the deeper nature of the reality, we have to learn to look directly without following these judgments and labeling. Otherwise, we are preoccupied with the name and the form. And we put labels, we define everything through the form. We are so much identified with the body, we are identified identified with the personality and we always try to define and uh, defend this personality. Unless you start bringing conscious reconsideration of the whole thing. I was recently bringing out a small video which was also brought out as a little booklet. Consciously reconsider good and bad. Why is it so significant? Because you have to start inquiring somewhere. You have to start confronting the reality very honestly and deeply. And when you start considering and seeing, then you have a different perception. Yesterday I was driving with a, with a friend somewhere and he said he was so amazed by the, some of the videos which he saw about the universe that our galaxy is only one of the small galaxies where there are billions of galaxies in this universe. 
with the fastest way we can go, we cannot get out of our galaxy. And even the equipments which we have been sending around, trying to go farther into the galaxy, so far they could go only about 23 light hours, not years, light hours, which is very small distance. And light hour is long distance because light travels in every second. For 19,000 and then you can imagine one light year is 365 times that. So one light year. And galaxy is so much. So the more you start becoming aware of the nature of the reality in different areas, the more you start becoming capable not to take your judgments and pettiness so seriously. Because he was also saying. Our planet is so small here in this planet, but what we are doing is trying to fight with each other, destroying everything. And he was in a little honest, desperate feeling about it. This is very, very important to bring attention more consciously and deeply into the nature of our reality. When you start inquiring from anywhere, sooner or later you come to the basic issues. And that is where you will see how the conditioned mind is working and how significant it is to go beyond these judgments. In all deeper teachings, all religious teachings, when you look, you can see that this is indicated and taught in many ways. In the Indian background, there is an orientation to learn to become like a witness, Sakshi Bhav. In the Zen background, there is an indication, go deeper into a meditative process and be like a mirror, which is not interfering with what it sees, just simply mirrors everything. So there's a mirror-like consciousness. It's one of the indications of Jesus which is very significant. He says, Judge ye not. It looks so like a little tip for a behavior, but no, it's much deeper and there's more significance. It's saying, don't get trapped in your judgment because that is projection through your past, through your conditioning. And if you want to experience the reality, Learn to be direct. Learn to look through an inner space of silence. And that can be happening only when you consciously decide and not identify with the judging process. But learn to relax, learn to watch, learn to be present. 
Jay Krishnamurti was using another expression called passive awareness. It's very beautiful and pregnant indication. It is a very intense presence which is required. That's why the awareness. But it's a non-aggressive, non-interfering presence. So passive awareness is very, very important. These are all indications. Everybody has to start moving deeper individually with these considerations. Otherwise, we all have dreams, and some of the dreams we are able to fulfill and go with, and then we see that, oh, now I have it. But then you realize that even when you have these dreams which you are able to fulfill, it is not enough. You know, because dreams are dreams. And dreaming also indicates that we are in a certain kind of sleep, yeah, inner sleep. So you have to be kind to yourself, you have to be a friend to yourself, you have to be sympathetic towards yourself. Accepting and respecting yourself with all what you find in yourself, bring consciousness in life. Learn to be present. Be with this quality of mirror-like consciousness where you are noticing everything. And as I often indicate, notice everything without identifying with it. So that you start opening up your vision. You start connecting directly. You start becoming capable to see the interconnectedness of the whole process. That is only the way in which you can become aware of blessedness, what you are having to be in this human body, to be in this life process. That is when we bring attention to the creation and the creator, and the whole intelligence, the whole fantasy, the whole aesthetic sense, the whole playfulness, the whole care behind all this creation. That is when we will start becoming aware that the whole diversity in this manifestation of life is such an enrichment. When we don't have the understanding, we want to hold the familiar and start distancing and condemning and putting down that what is different than our concept. And that is how we become enemical. We go into a destructive process. We have been doing such things in nature in many ways. We have been not understanding the need for coexistence with all that what is there in the life process the right way. And that becomes naturally visible to you when you start understanding the nature of the reality. So you don't need to be told to be good and right and loving. But you need to bring in awareness so that you see. You need to bring a conscious reconsideration of the whole reality, the whole judgments, the whole beliefs, whole attitudes, what you live with, so that you open yourself to the reality, to the truth, to the wonder that life is, to the mystery, what is behind it all. And the creator and the creation.
in the process of understanding, we bring about so much gratitude and joy in life because it is when you realize nothing is accidental, everything has its significance. But I just limited this point because it has to become your experiential understanding, not a new belief, not a new goal. So my emphasis is when consciously your presence into the day-to-day life, into the way things are happening inside you while you are interacting each moment. In this way you open up yourself. That will be very, very well. Nobody else can do it. Someone else can be encouraging, inspiring, can be of some help in moments of unclarity, to give you some orientation to proceed further. Because one comes across moments where everything is looking strange or ungraspable, feels insecure. It's not natural. That is why in the deeper teachings, in the mystical traditions, they have been recommending the connection to someone who has gone deeper into these processes and who can be a support. But the steps you have to take. A lot more questions to be answered right after this. You are listening to the Life Surfing Podcast on Spotify. Did you already know that besides the Life Surfing seminars, workshops and talks you can also book individual sessions with Bashkar, directly in person or over Zoom? For that please contact Norea under the email address or over the phone 0497617-09665. In case you want to write an email you find the email address in the podcast description. Life Surfing Podcast. We continue with some more questions. Any other question or anything else in anyone? Here or elsewhere? So, questions or anything there? We stay some moments. It is possible that the lights may go away when we are still sitting. I don't know how long we have time. But we see the next 10 minutes as a orientation. During this period, consciously be with all what is without following the judgments blindly, without trying to achieve anything, without trying to interfere in any way. But with the remembrance to be present to all what is taking place without identifying. Whatever arises, let it arise. 
passing by let it pass by. It is orientation. Those guys which The next 13 minutes of this podcast will be silent.
The Life Surfing Podcast will be back next week. In the meantime make sure that you're following us right here on Spotify.